Hi everyone, welcome back to the MetBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of thrombolytics found under the heme section at metbullets.com. Let's begin with a general overview. As a reminder, thrombolytics catalyze the formation of endogenous plasmin from plasminogen precursors. Plasmin is a serine protease that degrades clots, such as with thrombi. Drugs include TPA or alteplase, streptokinase, urokinase, and APSAC, also known as antistreplase. Its mechanism is that they catalyze the conversion of plasminogen to plasmin. This then cleaves fibrin clots and cleaves thrombin. In terms of the clot specificity, remember that TPA is clot-specific, so it acts only on fibrin-bound plasminogen. Streptokinase is not specific, so it depletes circulating plasminogen factor V and factor VIII. These will cause an increase in PT, increase in PTT, but no change in platelet count. Clinically, they are used as early as possible following ischemic stroke, myocardial infarction, deep venous thrombosis, and pulmonary embolism. Their toxicity may include bleeding and intracerebral hemorrhage, so they are contraindicated in patients with a history of bleeding, surgery, or hypertension, and streptokinase may cause a hypersensitivity that is derived from the beta-hemolytic streptococci. And finally, the antagonist to these medications is aminocaproic acid, which is an inhibitor of fibrinolysis. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to thrombolytics, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 82-year-old man is brought in by his son after the patient began to slur his speech and became unsteading with his footing. The patient was driven in from his rural home and arrived to the emergency department three hours after the onset of symptoms. The patient's past medical history is notable for hypertension, diabetes, and peptic ulcer disease. Upon arrival, the vital signs are stable. A non-contrast CT of the head is obtained, which does not demonstrate any hemorrhagic foci. The patient is started on IV tissue plasminogen activator, Seven minutes after initiation of treatment, the patient becomes hypotensive and tachycardic, shortly after he begins to vomit copious amounts of blood. Which of the following is the best treatment for this patient? And the answer choices are, choice one, fresh frozen plasma, choice two, vitamin K, choice three, protamine sulfate, choice four, aminocaproic acid, or choice five, arginine vasopressin. The best answer to this question is, choice four, aminocaproic acid. This patient has become suddenly hypotensive and tachycardic in the setting of initiation of thrombolytic agents. The antidote for thrombolytics includes aminocaproic acid or tranexamic acid. TPA-induced hemorrhage results from thrombolysis of hemostatic clots. Aminocaproic acid inhibits both the activation of plasminogen and the action of fibrinolysin, also known as plasmin. Tranexamic acid, another antifibrinolytic, has also been used for hemorrhage secondary to TPA use. The use of thrombolytics in the management of acute stroke requires careful patient selection. Initial rollout of a hemorrhagic stroke is done through a non-contrast CT scan of the head. Patients that fall within the first four and a half hours in symptom onset are candidates. Rosen et al. stresses that the conditions that contraindicate the use of thrombolytics 
include hypertension over 185 over 110, refractory to management, as well as seizure onset at the time of stroke, abnormal lab values such as thrombocytopenia, and recent surgery. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choices 1 and 2. Fresh frozen plasma and vitamin K are appropriate therapies for warfarin-induced hemorrhage due to factor depletion. Choice 3. Protamine sulfate is an appropriate reversal agent for heparins. Choice 5. Arginine vasopressin is at times used to treat von Willebrand's disease by increasing expression of von Willebrand factor by endothelial cells. That's all for this review about thrombolytics. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.